Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to this week's episode of the Cringe Binge Podcast. So we'll continue where we left off last week in the episode where I was telling you all about the love drama and saga of Gordon. Gordon was the guy who was the best friend of Daniel, my very first kiss. When I first met Gordon, remember he had that Wayne's World long black hair and a full beard. And then he magically transformed by cutting his hair and shaving his beard into a goatee. And suddenly everybody wanted him. And I managed to get him. Thought he was the one. How wrong was I? So we'll start off with an interview from my baby book. This is 1996, so I'm age 16 and a half and mum is interviewing me and here is what she has written. Well, Jules, you asked for this interview. What have you got to say for yourself? About what? You're meant to ask the questions, mum. Well, what do you think of Gordon? Oh, two weeks, four days now. He's a babe. Nobody knows him except me. He's my Mr. Darcy in the flesh. Like, he puts on real macho image, but he's a softy underneath. Do you think you'll marry him? Dude, what a stupid question. Of course, we'll be on the cover of Hello magazine and the RTE Guide. Where do you see yourself in a couple of years, Jules? Hmm, I'll be finished school and in the College of Art and Design doing my special effects makeup course. What profession do you want to have? Uh, I want to be a makeup artist, but with a bit of the old visual effects on the side. And what about your love life? Well, I'll still be going out with Gordon, obviously. I'd say we'll get married at about 26 because I'll have to pursue my career without the hassles of being tied down, you know. Do you think he'll be able to wait that long? He'll wait if I tell him to. I've got him wrapped around my little finger. Do you not think that the man should have a dominant role? Well, I never said that. Like, it's not a case of roles. I mean, we're both in control to some extent. It's just that, well, I have him at my feet. Why, if that's the case, do I not get to meet him, Jules? You can meet him at the wedding reception, Mom. So how would you describe yourself? Me? Well, I'm smooth, suave, sophisticated... And what are your favourite TV and radio programmes? Well, Bottom is my number one, of course. Uh, I like Pride and Prejudice, X-Files, Ab Fab and The Young Ones. 
Do you think that we have a good mother-daughter relationship? Yeah, you're a nice person. And if you want to give me money at any time, you're looking young and unwrinkly, mom, and your nails and hair are looking great. The acupuncture must be having a great effect on you. Would you like acupuncture, Jules? Well, if I get the results that you get, then I'd love it. Yeah, apparently I'm under stress. What stress? Well, I don't know, really. Well, I think it was just that Gary guy who brought me on a date and then never called me again. Absolute twat. But I'm all right with Gordon now. So, Jules, do you have a final word before we finish? (laughs) She farts at this point and then laughs and thinks she's charming. Um, I've got a really spotty back. Can acupuncture help spotty backs? Back to the diary. The following week, I have written. It's Easter holidays, so Gordon called over. Terry came with him. Why, I don't know. No snogs, because Terry was there. He is so annoying. Went to deep nightclub last night. Snogged Gordon all night. Oh, I could snog him all day long. It was the most passionate snog of my life. He's not an animal. His hands don't move around from my waist and I really respect him for that. Erica was with Richie again. She has two love bites on her neck and three on her chest. That bloke is a maniac. My black furry coat from River Island was nicked. I was freezing when we got outside. So Gordon gave me his coat. Oh, he's so nice. He even did up all the buttons for me and everything. I am falling for him big time. He told me to take his jacket home so I'd be warm. He must have been freezing. What a guy. I haven't taken the jacket off since. It has his gorgeous smell all over it. I want to bring it to London tomorrow, but mum won't let me. So I'm sleeping on it tonight instead. I'm trying to think of a good present to bring him back from London. Shower gel or aftershave, maybe. I'm not too sure. He said he wanted a Wigan jersey, but they're 45 quid. I'm living for next Saturday night when I come back and I get to see him again. I'm bringing my framed picture of the two of us with me to London. Oh God, I think I really am falling in love. They say when you know, you know, and I really, really feel it. He is definitely the one that I am going to spend the rest of my life with. One week later, came back from London. I missed him so much. I wrote him a 34-page letter and bought him a bottle of Brute aftershave as a little present. Met him in the Bull and Bear pub. He looked so fine. He was wearing a white polo Ralph Lauren shirt. He got one because I was moaning that he didn't have one. Went to Deep Nightclub. Tried to get him to dance to the fast songs, but he insisted that rugby guys wouldn't be caught dead on the dance floor. Brought his jacket to give back to him, but he didn't want to carry it, so I took it home again. I'm seriously worried about what's happened to my homework notebook. He's had it for two weeks now. God only knows what the lads in his class are doing to it. How did I even let him persuade me to let him borrow it? He made me confess about the bus tickets I had in it. I had kept all the ones where the numbers added up to the letter G and I kept the packet of salt from McDonald's that he left on the table. I forgot that was in there. I was so embarrassed. I tried to ring him a minute ago, but he's not in. He's probably at one of his under-19 rugby club trials. 
He might have to go to America for three months with one of the teams. I could not cope with that. I would simply have to go with him. I mean, imagine if the American babes over there got one look at him in his rugby shorts and then they'd hear his Irish accent and gang rape him and his brutalised body would be coming home in a coffin and I'd be a widow. Oh, I love him so much. That is not happening. One week later, went to the pub last night. Everything was grand and then Gordon had a major mood swing and started taking it out on everyone, but not on me, thankfully. He was like a bull. I asked Shane what was up and he said Gordon was just in a bad mood and not to worry about it. Gordon left and didn't even say goodbye to me and I, of course, was in floods and suspected the worst as I thought he was pissed off with me. I rang him on Monday to see if he was okay. He said he was just in a bad mood. I also found out that Gary and Paul were telling him that they hardly ever see him when we're all out as he's constantly off snogging me. I hate his friends so much. They get to see him nearly every day of the week in school and I only see him once. It's not my fault. They're so ugly they haven't got girlfriends to hang out with. They both have faces like monkeys' arses. I hate them. One week later. Went to the pub last night. Saw Gordon for all of 0.2 seconds. His spa friends kept him away from me all night. After that, I was really unsure about our relationship. I tried to ring him a billion times on Sunday, but there was no answer. So I rang Terry and asked if Gordon was there. He said he didn't know. So Gordon was obviously listening in on the other end. I got really annoyed and tried to persuade Terry to get him. It didn't work. And eventually I just gave up. Ten minutes later, the phone rang. It was Gordon. I let him have it. I told him Gary and Paul can have him. And I said I thought we should break up just to scare him. I told him I didn't want to break up, but with the way he'd been acting, I had no other choice. There was silence on the other end. He said he'd been a wanker and he's been in a weird mood recently. Not with me, apparently. Other things. Then I asked him if he wanted to break up. He said no and he suggested we start again. I said okay, but I told him that we both need to make an effort because I was tired of always being the one who rang him and organised when and where we were going to meet up. So that really shook him up and I showed him that I can't be treated badly. Oh God help him, he just needs to mature a bit and get away from all his stupid psychopathic friends. I'm going to give it another go and if it doesn't work then it's smell you later. Even though I don't want to because I'm so in love with him. His test is this Saturday night, his final chance. Saturday night. Spent ages getting ready. Went to the pub. He spent the whole night talking to his stupid, pathetic friends. I spoke to him for about 10 seconds altogether. So that was it. A clear indicator that our relationship was going nowhere fast. So I went up to him and I said, Look, Gordon, this whole relationship with you and me, well, it's just not working. So I think we should break up. He didn't say a word back to me. He just kept staring me in the eyes. I had to look away or else I would have bawled. I told him I'd always love him and then turned and walked away. As much as I do love him, I'm glad we broke up. He needs a year or two to mature and then we can get back together. He's so unemotional. He just has a major communication problem. It's now Monday and I haven't heard anything from him, but I can probably find out how he's feeling from Shane. 
I must admit, I still love Gordon. I know I always will. But there was no point continuing the relationship the way it was. The last time we kissed was like three weeks ago. He's so shy, like he didn't even feel me up in the two months and three days we were going out. I saw him 13 times in total and snogged him only eight times. Not the greatest statistics for a stable relationship, sadly. He just needs some time to mature and after the leaving cert exams, he'll probably break away from his stupid friends. I really miss him and my heart is in bits, but I'm just thinking of all the good times we had. We'll get back together eventually. Signed, Jules O'Toole, someday. I was sure all of this was just a huge misunderstanding and when a big basket of red and white carnations with a kiss me teddy arrived at the front door, I was hysterical. I phoned Gordon to thank him, but he told me he didn't send them. Well, if you didn't send them, then who the bloody hell did? I wondered. I later found out that it was Terry, Gordon's weird friend, who apparently had a crush on me. He obviously saw our breakup as an available opening and when I received an anonymous letter in the post, I knew it was from him. I don't have the letter to relay exactly what it said because I have since burnt it, but it was filled with lewd descriptions and drawings of what he wanted to do to me and, as a token of his undying affection for me, he'd also included a present of some of his pubes in the envelope. Yes, pubes. What a creep. I wanted to vomit everywhere when I opened it. It was so creepy and it freaked me out so much. I took it to the guardi who told me that if I received another one not to open it, then they could fingerprint it. Thinking back though, it had actual DNA evidence in it thanks to his hairy gift. But I suppose, what are they going to arrest him for? Being an ominous perv. Thankfully, I didn't receive any more of the vile correspondence, so I burnt the hairy letter as I couldn't bear to have it in the house. 7th of May. Erica rang Shane and Gordon came up in the conversation. Shane said that Gordon hasn't told any of his friends how he feels. But Gordon said two weeks ago that he said hi to me in the pub and I totally ignored him. Which I totally don't remember. Then Gordon thought I hated him and here I was thinking that he hated me. The whole thing was just a major communication breakdown. Everybody, well, a couple of people, are saying that they're glad I broke it off with him because he's so moody. I love him so much, but he's just too much one of the lads. He's so immature and he doesn't have a clue how to treat me or act in a relationship. I just want to talk to him. I wish he could talk to me and tell me how he feels. I don't want to ring him and talk to him and sort everything out because it would mean that I'd made a move to solve things yet again. I suppose I could write to him and explain my side of things and leave him with the option of contacting me or not. Or I could meet him somewhere and talk in person. But here I am making the next move again. He's so shy. This was supposed to be a light relationship, but it's become a full-on major complicated situation. I can't talk to him on the phone because I won't be able to plan out what I want to say and he won't remember what I've said. He'd be able to think about things if I sent a letter. What's that saying? The spoken word is soon forgotten and the written word is never forgotten. Oh, if only he knew how I felt. 
I'm playing U2's With or Without You on repeat. I just love him so much. After loving him for two years and then finally getting him, I just can't let it slip away so easily. One week later. Oh, I am so over him. He is a prat. I saw him in the pub and I didn't even bat an eyelid. He didn't even bother to say hi and neither did I. I've come to the conclusion that he and all his friends are gay and that's why they spend so much time together. Oh, it's a perfectly logical explanation. I mean, none of his friends are ever with girls, so I must have been a cover-up. He is such a big-headed loser. Evelyn Murphy in my class told me that she saw Gordon in the Magic Carpet pub on Friday night with his collar up and a bandana on his head. Everyone was laughing their heads off at him. So now I'm in denial. I don't even know him. I've totally given up on looking for a relationship. From now on, I'm going to do what guys do to girls and use them. My life will be much less complicated if I just have guys as friends and one night snogs. What did I ever see in Gordon anyway? Well, apart from his looks. Three days later. Okay, I admit it. I'm still carrying a torch for Gordon. God, this guy is really having an effect on me. No, I must get over him. I'm moving on to bigger and better things. My new motto? Erase, replace, embrace, new face. 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. The next page in my diary is covered in red love hearts. 1996. Name, Alan Long. Hair, blonde. Eyes, blue. 8 out of 10 for looks. He's a real cutie. And 9 out of 10 for snogability. He was wearing wine jeans and a navy shirt. I was wearing denim flares and my Calvin Klein t-shirt. He basically hopped on me in the pub last night. He's a DJ on Rush FM. He said the first time he met me in the queue for Bective one night, he said he was jealous of Gordon because he was going out with me. Ah, oh my God, he is so nice. He was on Rush FM this morning from 9 to 12. So I rang him in the studio and we were talking for half an hour. He's working five days a week and his girlfriend broke it off with him because he was working so much. He's been saying that he's really been living the life lately, so he has to relax. So I don't think he's on for a relationship, which is grand because neither am I. We're just really good friends. It's good that I'm not chasing him and he really likes me. I'm meeting him at lunchtime tomorrow during my Irish exams. He wants to help me put together a demo tape so I can become a DJ on Rush FM. Oh my God, he is such a genuinely nice bloke and he's a Manchester United fan. Another entry. I was talking to him on the phone again. He told me he's working in Quinsworth on the butcher counter. I told him I'm going to go in there and laugh at his uniform and he said he'd kill me if I did. Of course, I went straight to Quinsworth the following morning. My excuse was that I was putting up my face painting poster on the notice board. He nearly died when he saw me. He was so embarrassed. His uniform is tragic, but I still fancy him in it. So that's saying something. We chatted for a few minutes and then he had to go back to his work. One week later, I met him on the bus. I think he thinks I really fancy him because now he says he's working seven days a week. It's like he's totally trying to tell me he's not looking for a relationship right now. Uh, duh, I know, Alan. And get over yourself. Neither am I. Yeah, I mean, I'd be with him again, but I'm not totally in love or anything. I'm sticking to my new motto anyway. June 1996. Another snog. Name, Jeff. School, none. He's a farmer. Up from leash for the weekend. He drives a tractor. Hair brown, eyes brown. 8 out of 10 for looks and 3 out of 10 for snogability because he gave me stubble burn. He was wearing a green shirt and jeans and I was wearing black hipsters and a shiny blue shirt. His friend came up and asked me to dance with him. He said Jeff was very shy. He was a good looking guy, dark hair and brown eyes and dark skin, probably from being out on the tractor. He was too boring and shy, so I queued up for my coat and went over to all my friends. Anyway, I asked him and he said he didn't have a combine harvester. I mean, what sort of a farmer is he then? Pathetic. Two weeks later, I've been talking to Alan again on Rush FM. 
He wants me to make a demo tape so I could be a DJ on air too. I'm meeting him in the Bull and Bear on Thursday. He said he'll take me in to see the studio. I'll wear my magic Calvin Klein belly top and maybe I'll be with him. The next day I have written. Well, I wasn't with Alan, but I don't care because I am now a DJ on Rush FM. They listened to my demo tape and loved it. And they're going to train me up to go on air. Alan introduced me to all the DJs. And one of them, Simon Roach, is a drop dead, triple bypass babe. I could not stop looking at him. He's a full on man, though. He's 24. He has his own car and the most gorgeous floppy hair. One week later. Been in and had my training in Rush FM. I went on air for my first show and had a panic attack. I just flipped and forgot how to talk. But Simon was there to help me through it. There's a major physical attraction between us. Oh God, he is such a ride. I spent 90% of my time fantasising about him. He's such a decent guy. He's funny, down to earth, kind hearted. And he's got a really cute dog called Lucky. Oh, he's a pape. He's got amazing blue eyes. They're so expressive. Every time I look into them, I just want to reach out and touch his face and kiss him. To top it all off, he bent over the other day and I saw his Calvin Klein boxers sticking out at the top of his jeans. I mean, hello, this guy was made for me. 15th of July. I've decided to spend the next while flirting with Simon like a good thing. This is one of my major fancies. I mean, major. He has such a big effect on me. When I'm near him, I can feel my blood running in my veins and my heart beats so thunderously in my chest. It surely must be visible to him. He's the kind of guy that I want to rip off all his clothes and devour him. He's a complete and utter robo-babe. I can't stop thinking about him. I'm writing this on holidays in Mallorca. I'm home on Saturday and I'm straight into the radio studio like a hot snot on Sunday. I'm praying he'll be there because I'm off to stupid French college for three weeks straight after that. I won't be able to look at another guy down there. Guys speaking French will be the last thing on my mind. Simon is so amazing. I'd probably have a stroke if I was ever with him. No, 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 no. I must stick to mum's theory. I can have any guy I want. Well, I want Simon. I'm so not becoming a psychopath like my previous obsessive yearnings. I'm just spending every hour of every day fantasising about him. I can resist everything but temptation. And boy, does this guy tempt me. 17th of July. I'm thinking about Simon non-stop. Everything I look at reflects an image of his deep, beautiful blue eyes. I've planned the Valentine card I'm going to send him in seven months' time. I'm also contemplating whether or not I should leave a mysterious message on the Rush FM email. Even if it was mysterious and cryptic, it might be a bit obvious though. Anyway, I don't have access to a modem. Oh, I can see nothing else but his beautiful face. I must be in a major daze during the day because mum keeps saying to me, oh, thinking of Simon Roach again, are we? And I go all red. I haven't mentioned it to her really, so it must be nay obvious that I'm having wild, passionate fantasies about him 24 hours a day. 11th of August. 
Well, I've been at crappy French college in Clongo's for the past three weeks. All the guys were dogs. I could only think of Simon. I've calmed down a bit about how much I fancy him because it was getting a bit intense. I was in the studio the other day and written on the calendar on the wall, there's an arrow pointing to my name and written beside it is Very Pally Wally Rochi. Hmm, very interesting. 1st of September. Well, I haven't written anything in this for nearly three weeks and the plot has changed. I spent a lot of the past three weeks in the studio with Simon. We get on really well. There's a lot of looking into each other's eyes and dilated pupils and flirting going on. But I've come to the conclusion that nothing's ever going to happen between us. There isn't any main reason why. It's just loads of little reasons that all add up. Actually, no. The main reason is that his balls aren't big enough. I'm only short of wearing a low-cut top with my knockers hanging out and I really fancy you, please make a move, written across my chest in lipstick. And he still hasn't made a move. I mean, what is he so afraid of? Is it because he's the boss of the radio station and I'm an employee? Are you legally not allowed to snog people who work for you? I don't get paid, so technically this is not a job. So why can't he kiss me? I don't get it. The one time I hold back and don't make the first move, like I always do with guys, and this one just doesn't have the set of balls big enough to take a swing. So feck him and feck that. Oh, so that's it for this week, Simon and his tiny balls. Find out next week what happens in the Rush FM studio as things heat up with Alan Long, who said that he didn't have time for a relationship, but all of a sudden he did. As always, thanks so much for listening to the Cringe Binge podcast. My Instagram is at Jules Call Picks if you want to follow me there. And the website is, what is the website? Oh yeah, CringeBingePodcast.com. I'm Jules Call and this is the Cringe Binge Podcast, My 90s Teenage Diary, brought to you by Acast, home of the world's best podcasts. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.